Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Takes that song saying. Because God has given us bread. We do need to praise Him this morning, don't we? We just need to glorify Him. That uh, song we sang before that, uh, well, really, our focus today is just been on the glory of God, isn't it? Right? To God be the glory. And it's not about us as far as worship, it's about Him. Uh, it's not about us. And I trust that we will worship and focus on, on, uh, on God this morning. We're going to be looking in Acts chapter 14. And actually that was last week's proclaiming the gospel of truth was last week's. Oh, uh, we are going to be looking at discipleship this week. Discipleship. Not a problem. We can go ahead and do that if you want to, but no. DJ, don't worry about looking for it. We're just going to go with it this morning, all right? Discipleship. You say, well, why are you just going with it? Well, here's the deal. I always download this stuff to Google Drive and then I would pull it up on my iPad, right? That's work good, life's happening good, right? I thought that I put it out on Google Drive this morning. I didn't see it. That's all I'll say about that. So anyway, uh, we're going let's, to, let's, uh, well, let's look at, uh, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 14 this morning. Things will be a little different, but that's okay. It, uh, Acts chapter 14. And we're going to look at discipleship. And really first, what is discipleship? And I guess the, the thing comes back is really, what is a disciple? What is a disciple? A follower? Very good. Very good. You know, it's a follower, a student. And really, when we talk about disciples, we're talking about a follower of Christ. Is who we're talking about. A disciple. A student of Christ, someone that is following Christ. And if uh, if we look, last week we did look at proclaiming the gospel, and we look at how Paul was proclaiming the gospel in Acts chapter fourteen. Everywhere they went, their focus was sharing the gospel of of Christ with others. But as we look in our world today, I think one problem that we have is that we do not, after we've shared the gospel, we do not disciple and make or encourage people to actually be a follower of Christ. And when you say that, I, I think we can look back over our country and over our county. And if you look, there, there may be people that you say, yes, I remember when they were baptized. I remember when they were saved, but they're no longer in church. No longer having anything to do with God. Well, really, I think it's one of three things that's, uh, that's happened there. The first thing is, they never were truly born again, right? They just, you know, I'm going to go forward because my buddy went forward. I'm going to go forward because grandma, that's what she wants me to do, or whatever. 
They were never truly a follower of Christ to begin with. The second thing is they could be just backslidden. Right? Just away from God. And which, that's a dangerous place to be. Being away from God. Living in rebellion against God. Or the third thing is that they were never discipled. No one ever really taught them how to follow God. And this morning as we look in the passage today, I think we'll see that with Paul and Barnabas, when they had went to all these different lands, teaching and preaching the gospel, for them it did not end there. And as we're coming up on vacation Bible school next week, just finished up youth camp uh, last week or week before, however you want to say it, so many times we'll have someone, a, a child, young person, that will profess Christ. And then we say, yes, they profess Christ, check, their, check the box there, and never do anything else with them. And that's why in America, that's why churches are in such a mess. Because we've never continued and followed up and brought them to where they need to be as far as being disciples. But let's look this uh, this morning in Acts chapter 14. And we're just going to go through. We'll begin with verse number 21. And we'll read through from 21 to the end. And then we're going to come back and look at eight things concerning being a disciple maker. Or discipleship and being a disciple maker. And uh, really want to challenge you today. Really as far as be, to be a disciple maker. And we'll look at some things, what it takes to help others become disciples and followers of Christ. But everyone that will, let's stand together as we read God's Word in honor of God's Word in Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter 14 and verse 21. The Bible says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, now, when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Attilio. From there, they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now, when they had come together, excuse me, now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they were, so they stayed there for a long time with the disciples. Let's all bow our heads and let's pray. God, I just pray today as we look in your word, God, that you would move in this place. God, I pray you would challenge each of us, Lord. If we're not discipling someone, God, that today we'd make a commitment. God, to be a disciple maker. 
Lord, I pray there are those here that are not disciples of Christ. Lord, that today they would make the decision to trust Christ as their Savior. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would all be even more committed to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for your unction. Lord, I pray for your wisdom. Lord, I pray for your strength. Lord, if there's anything that would hinder the message this morning, God, I pray you'd remove the Lord. That you would be exalted. That you would be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can be seated. You know, as we look at this passage uh, this morning, we're going to first, as far as being a disciple maker, the first thing we're going to look at in verse 21 is that to be a disciple maker, it is not easy. Being a disciple maker is not easy. You know, for us today, really first, as we said, someone to be a follower of Christ, the first step to being a disciple, and really to being a disciple maker, you have to be someone who has trusted Christ as your Savior. We were born in sin. We've all sinned. But Jesus came and died that we could be forgiven of our sin. I'm glad he did not stay dead, but he arose from the dead on the third day. That if we trust him, we can be forgiven of our sin. And we should from that day forward be a follower of Christ. We should be a disciple of Christ, a learner, a student, trying to, trying to live our life after how Christ lived his. And as we look, being a disciple maker first, you have to be a disciple. But to be a disciple maker and to teach others to follow Christ, it's not easy. Look at where Paul was at. If you look, Paul was from Tarsus. Where he had gotten to, he was, they say, about 150 miles from his home. You know, you say 150 miles, that's a long way. Well, it depends on how far did you realize you had came. He had, he had already traveled over 750 miles on land being, uh, preaching the gospel. He had gotten there close to his house, and but instead of going on, he followed God's leadership and went back and visited the churches in which he was uh, had already been to. <laughs> Think about this a minute. When I say it's not easy. At times, it's not, it's not only not easy, it's not comfortable. You say, oh yeah, but Paul, he was going back to see old friends. Yeah, he was going back to see old friends in Iconium who came and stirred them up to stone him. Right? Right? He was going back to see old friends who had who he left town before they killed him. You know, for us, if we're going to be a disciple maker of Jesus, there's going to be some things we're going to have to do that's not comfortable. Right? But for us, it's not a matter of saying, yes, you're a Christian, so I'm not going to fool with you anymore. At times, it may take 
going out and finding somebody, going back somewhere you don't want to do, where you don't want to go. It's going to take some time of discomfort. And let's be honest, the only way we can ever make a disciple of someone else, showing them how we follow Christ, is it's going to take time. One thing I've learned in my life, you know what your most precious commodity is? Time. You can get more money when you invest time, it's something that's gone forever. Right? Here, Paul and Barnabas, verse 21, when they preached the city, the gospel of that city, they made many disciples. They returned to Lystria, Iconium, and Antioch. It wasn't easy making disciples. They were going back to the place where they had had conflict. They were going back to the place where people hated them. And there were disciples that loved them. But even in the midst of that trouble, they were still willing to go back and invest their time in the lives of others. Irregardless of their comfort level. Let's go a little further. Verse 22. Not only to be a disciple maker is not easy. Disciple making is a time for strengthening others. What did the Bible say? Verse 22. And really we see three things in this verse. They were strengthening the souls of the disciples. They were that word strengthening in the Greek it means that they were uh, lifting them up, establishing them. You know, for us, they were making sure that they were following Christ. You know, if we're a disciple maker, not only is it things, it may be uncomfortable at times. We need to be willing to help others to make sure that they are still following Christ, strengthening them. Next part of the verse, exhorting them to continue in the faith. You know, being a disciple maker, you have to be an encourager. Exhort, exhorting them, encouraging them to continue in the faith. You know, if we look, are you willing to take someone that is not as far along in the faith as you and spend the time to call them up, spend some time with them? Just ask them, what's God saying to you in your daily Bible reading? Oh, you hadn't lived your daily Bible reading. You know, that's a way to strengthen yourself. What's, what have you been praying about lately? Oh, you hadn't been praying. Like, you say, well, goodness, that would be embarrassing if you ask somebody, well, that ain't what you read, read in your Bible this past week. 
And they said, well, I hadn't. I'd make what we talk about, it wasn't easy, right? But what did they do? They weren't trying to beat them down. What were they doing? Exhorting them, encouraging them. Exhortation, lifting them up. Trying to encourage them to live closer to Christ. Are you encouraging someone to live closer to Christ? Are you strengthening someone in their walk with Jesus? That's what we need to do as far as being a disciple maker. But the third thing in this verse, if you're a disciple maker, a disciple maker is going to tell the truth no matter how tough it is. <coughs> right? What did Paul next say? It said, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. You know, for the disciple makers here, for, for Paul and Barnabas, as they went back to the church and they wanted to make sure that they were strengthening the disciples, they told them the truth about some things. And the truth is not always easy to hear, is it? If you have a problem in your life and you need to go to the doctor, do you want a doctor that's going to tell you the truth? Right? You don't want a doctor that's just going to tell you good things. Yes, doctor, I've got this growth right here. I've got something right here. Oh, you're oh, you're looking thinner than you've ever looked. Everything's good. Oh, you're doing such a good job. You know, oh, I'm sure having that third, you know, that lump in your stomach, it, you know, it'll just don't worry, you know. It, oh, you want them to say, you've got cancer and we need to get it out. You want them to tell you the truth. Paul and Barnabas, they did not sugarcoat things. They told them the truth. They said, you're about to go through tribulation. You know, if we're going to be a disciple maker, and this comes when you establish this relationship with someone, you've already been spending time with them. You have encouraged them in the faith. You've strengthened them in the faith. At times, you need to sit there and you need to just tell them, this is a problem in your life. And you need to get it straightened out. I, in times past, and actually just this past, uh, well, not last week, the week before, as we were at youth camp, Brandon was talking about, uh, he was talking about me. You know, great subject to talk about. Right, no, he's talking about me. And he said when he was here at Hemp Town, he said when we ever sat down, and he said when he could hear these words, you know I love you. He said he knew what was coming next was there's something he had done wrong that I needed to talk to him about. But y'all just think about this. First thing is we try to when we try to tell the truth to people, first we need to do it in love. Right? But not only do we need to do it in love, 
if you really do love somebody, you'll let them know when there's a problem in their life. How many ever, how many people have you ever known that when they had a moral failure, a great tragedy in their life, somebody would come back and say, I saw it coming. You ever heard that saying? Maybe you've said, I saw it coming. I knew it was going to happen. You know what the question should be? Why didn't you warn them? Why didn't you tell them? Why didn't you give them the truth? Why didn't you stand in front of them and say, don't go there. Quit doing that. Oh, well, that would have been uncomfortable. It goes back to the first thing we talked about. It's not easy being a disciple but it's something we all need to be doing. We all need to be strengthening each other. We all need to be encouraging and lifting each other up. We all need to be telling the truth to each other. We need to encourage each other to be closer disciples of Christ. Here, Paul and Barnabas, as they were disciple makers, that's what they were doing. Let's go a little further. Verse 23. So when they appointed elders... In, the, in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. You know, the next thing we can see as far as with Paul and Barnabas being disciple makers, they established something that was permanent. I can never be a disciple maker like I should be. If I'm always having to go back and do the same things with the same people over and over again. But what I've got to do is I've got to teach them to stop following me as I follow Christ. But I've got to start teaching them to follow Christ without having to follow me. Right? What they did, they established, not only did they have exhortation, they had organization. They established the church. So whether Paul was there or not, the church could continue. They appointed elders. You know, for us, as we look at when people personally, we need to get them to the point where they can follow Christ and they can become a disciple maker. It's not about saying, yes, let me hold you accountable all the time. It comes to the point where you get to say, you know, you need to daily be looking to God. You need to be daily reading your Bible. You need to be daily following Him. Here they established elders. The elders, they were to watch over the church. And there's a lot here in this verse that we don't have time to deal with right now as far as the way they did it and how they did the uh, ordain them. And, but here, Paul and Barnabas they made sure the church was there that it could be sustained. And as we make disciples of others, we need to make sure that we get them to a point where their Christianity, where their discipleship will continue whether we're in the picture or not. We need it to be a, a sustaining thing. Going on down. Verse number, verse number 24. And after they had passed through Bethsaida, they came to Pamphylia, 
Now when they had preached the word in Pergamum, they went down to uh, Attila. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. You know, the next thing we can see about someone that's a disciple maker, they're faithful to complete the task. You know, for us, we need to make sure that we're faithful to complete the task. And when I say that they're faithful to complete the task, we need to get people to the point where they are on their own following Christ. Where they, where they have not only trusted Christ, been baptized, followed him in baptism so that everyone can know the decision they've made. They are spending time making sure that they're attending church, making sure that they are reading their Bible, making sure that they're spending time in prayer, making sure that they're giving, making sure that they're serving others, making sure that they're finding a way to serve God and how he would have them do. You know what? They kept on until the task was completed. Think about this. As we've looked a few chapters back, John Mark did not complete his task then. Part of the way through the mission trip, he decided to go on back to the house. But Paul and Barnabas kept going until the task was completed. You know, for us, we need to make sure that we keep going until the task is completed. It's a lot easier to start something than finish, isn't it? A lot of folks can start things. Nearly anybody can start things. Few people can finish. You know why most churches are in messes they are? A lot of pastors start things and don't finish. And when I say that, if you look over at Southern Baptist and when you have a term of being there a year or a year and a half and then leaving... What do we need to do? We need to finish what we started. And you know, a lot of times the small details at the end are the things that's the hardest to get done, isn't it? As you're finishing a project, Seems like a lot of times those little small things that you have to do at the very end take the most time, grinds the most on your nerves, but you gotta finish the task. You know, as we make disciples of others, we need to make sure we finish the task. Then we don't give up on halfway through. And a lot of times as we try to bring someone closer to Christ. I know from experience. A lot of times they'll get on the nerves. You'll think, I've told you this 15 times, why ain't you going to learn? You might have been there. But you can't quit. you got to keep, stay at the task. Let's go a little further. Verse number 27. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them. And they had, and that how that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Next thing about being a disciple maker, 
They encouraged other Christians. They encouraged other disciples. How did they encourage other disciples? Because they told what God was doing in the lives of others. You know, if you begin and you begin making a disciple out of someone, you begin showing them how that they should live for Christ, you can encourage someone else to make a disciple by, by sharing how God is working in the life of the one that you're trying to be. You know, if Derek's having a tough time trying to disciple somebody, and I say, let me just share what's happened with, with the person I'm working with. Let me tell you how God has blessed their life. Let me tell you what God's, you know what? Give him a ray of hope. And maybe there's hope for this guy I'm working with. You know, for us, we need to share what God's doing in our lives and doing in the lives of others to encourage the disciples around us. The last thing we can see in this verse, so they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Not only a disciple maker faithful to the past, a disciple maker is faithful to the church. Paul and Barnabas, after they were sent out on this missionary journey, this mission trip that they went on, they were faithful when they got back to continue with the church. They were faithful to continue working with the body of believers that had sent them out. And if we look, when we read through the book of Acts, a lot of times we miss things. Let, well, let me just say this. When we read through the Bible, a lot of times we miss things. Because when we look at one chapter, and then the next verse in another chapter, we may think it was the next day, and it may have been years in between. As Luke was recording Acts, here at the end of chapter 14, the beginning of chapter 15, there arises a problem where people come down from Jerusalem and say, tell the church in Antioch, well, you've got to be circumcised. And then after that, at the end of chapter 15, Paul says to Barnabas, let's go on another mission trip. And we're thinking, well, Paul, he just went on this mission trip and then he comes and tries to help him get this uh, theological problem straightened out, and then after that he's off on another mission trip. If you go back through history and the, the, the dates, every, uh, and based off uh, what most scholars think, from the end of chapter 14 to verse 1 of chapter 15 was about five years. They were faithful to the church. 
What the Bible say? They stayed there a long time with them. They were faithful to the church that sent them out. And it's sad that today so many people get involved in so many things outside the church, and not that those ministries are, are bad, but we've almost got to a country where we're involved in parachurch organizations and missions instead of being faithful to the church. Sad to know somebody that they were pastoring. Now they're no longer pastoring. They don't, want, they don't even attend church half the time. Somebody that was doing something for God. Well, I've stopped doing that for God, so I'm not even showing up half the time. Paul was called to this mission, and after he finished what God had called him to do, he still stayed faithful to the church. You know what? We, if we're going to be a disciple maker, we need to be faithful to the church. How can you be a disciple maker and not be faithful to the church? Right? You know, as we look through with Paul and Barnabas, we can see it here at the end of chapter 14. They did not just leave the folks they preached the gospel and said, yeah, now they're on their way to heaven. I'm not going to fool with them anymore. They want to go back and make sure they've made disciples, that they've made followers of Christ. What did they do? First thing we did, we saw that making disciples, it wasn't easy. They had to go back to some places that were going to be that was going to be uncomfortable to them. You know, if we're going to make sure that someone becomes a follower of Christ. A disciple, there's going to be some things that we'll have to do that's not comfortable for us. Not only that, they went back and said they strengthened the church. They made sure they had correct doctrine. They made sure they understood the scripture. They went and it said they exhorted, they encouraged them in the faith, lifted them up. But then they told them the truth. They said tribulations are coming. Hard times are coming. There's going to be some tough goes that you're going to have to go. We need to make sure that we tell the truth as we're making a disciple. That the Christian life, even though it's a glorious thing, it's tough sometimes. Right? We engage in battles. We engage in a war with Satan. After that, we see they were faithful to finish the task. We don't need to give up on somebody. <clears throat> finish the task. As Vacation Bible School comes up this week, as a one is about to start up here in a week or two, we need to be faithful to finish the task. Stay with those kids that we minister to. Don't just, when the well, church is over, let it go. Stay with it. Check on Finish the task. Paul and Barnabas, as disciple makers, they encourage the saints around them. And they're faithful. 
to the church. You know, this morning, really the whole thing comes down to are you a disciple maker? We looked at a lot of things with Paul and Barnabas as far as them being a disciple maker and how they, and as it really goes back to first thing, it's not easy. But they were. And in Matthew chapter 28, right before Jesus left the earth, he said, Go and make disciples. Right? That's what we need to be doing. We need to be making disciples. This morning, are you a disciple maker? No, if you're not, we're going to have a, a song. We're going to pray. Maybe you just need to come pray. And say, God, make me a disciple maker. I want to be a disciple maker. Maybe there's someone that you've been working with. It's not enough just to get them to church. You gotta make, we need to make them a disciple. It's not enough for them just to be converted, be born again. We need to make them a disciple. Maybe we need to come pray for someone. Whatever your need. Maybe you've never trusted Christ. You need to make that decision. Whatever your need, let's pray. Lord, I just pray for Lord, I pray that we would be disciple makers. Lord, I just pray that you would touch our hearts. Lord, that we have such a love for others. God, I want them to know Jesus as we do. That we would make disciples. Just right where our heads are bowed. You know, this morning as I was praying, I thought, you know, there's a lot of folks around. A lot of folks missing. Been missing for a long time. I ask you just to think in your mind. Someone you know around you is missing. Have they never trusted Christ? Are they in rebellion against God? Or are they just never made it aside?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.